Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep it real. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. See you now. I don't wanna cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just wanna live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. We're in. You all know why you're here. We're, we're, yeah. we're done with the intros. We just found a new gangster intro. We've got, we've got the four boys here. We're about to talk about outsourcing and just, just not burdening yourself with every task in the damn business. And these yeah. boys are about to teach me a few lessons and I hope they're about to teach you all a few lessons. So, Mina, contextually where you're at and, and, and share some of your knowledge, please. Easy, man. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm quite big on expansion, but um, in order to expand, you've got to kind of have your foundations laid out pretty pre- pretty well thought out. A um, couple of things for me that I guess have allowed me to develop and kind of keep opening up clinics is kind of stopping a tight ass and watching every cent that comes through and more focus on outsourcing the stuff that really takes up a lot of time. When you look at it, before we started, Nathan kind of hit it perfectly. And you've got to look at like how much time you can actually give something versus how much your time is worth, right? And when you look at things like, all right, cool. So if I need to, you know, have a reception, well, how many treatments do I need to make in order to be, you know, to be able to have that reception from there, you know? So now, you know, I used to do the bookkeeping. I used to do the reception work. I used to do the marketing. I used to do the follow-up calls. I used to do everything. Right. Yes, we can do everything, but how effective are you going to be doing everything? You can't put 100% effort into 100 things because you're only going to get 1% outcome out of that. Out of it. So um, I saw a big drop in profit. However, my ability to expand has, has just been exponential. And the fact in the first time, I'm actually got too many, too much client, too many clients versus therapists you know and this is something that i never been when i started off with you was just like a dream you know how do we kind of get to that stage right and you learn Fine, bro and you you fuck up a lot right and you and you stress a lot because your brain when you have a business it just doesn't stop when you get home there's no nine to five right um so the biggest thing i've done at the moment is get a bookkeeper on board right to someone who does all my pays across two clinic. She does all my reporting for financial. She does everything I possibly need her to do. And this stuff would take me a good hour, two hours a night. So when you look at it, you know, in terms of a fortnight, you've wasted $1,400 worth of your time. You know, if you're able to stuff about 100 bucks an hour, it's just $1,400 worth of time. And if you look at what they actually cost you to operate, it's not even, it's it's nowhere near that, right? So it's really important to kind of plan and see how much things are going to cost you and how effective you can be, um, you know, when, when you actually come to it. Like, I love treating. That's all I kind of really want to do, <laughs> right? So for me, you know, onboarding Tash, who's also our marketing manager, she's just, she organizes everything for us. You know, everything is dated. Everything has a way of forming out. So you've organized. got to outsource. Everything is organized. Everything goes out on time, you know, and you it's just gives you so much time back in your day to be actually have spend some family time. Now we've got kids coming and life's happening, you know, and, and Nathan's already kind of been already in that sort of stuff. He's given yeah, us yeah, kids yeah. up to say, boys, <laughs> look after your time because you're not going to have much of it, right? Yeah, um, 100%, boys, man. You're, you're, you're done, boys. Outsource, you're you're outsource. gone. You're yeah. gone. Well, it's like, and you want to do it now <laughs> before it happens, right? Like, yeah. as I 
people have probably heard me harp on this, but it's the classic statement. And it was told to me by a patient of mine. It was like, you think you're busy now? <laughs> you're just filling time. When you have a child, you're truly busy, right? Yeah. But I think looking at everything that Mina just said, there's something that we, there's a sort of idea that you have to start with, right? Mm. And that's what is your time worth? And, you know, when you first start in practice or in anything, you don't usually have a great value of your time because you've usually been a student or something like that. You know, you used to not work and not get paid. Oh, oh mate, so poor. And oh, then I remember poor. one of my favourite things, um, I probably talked about this before, or if anyone who hasn't journeyed down the line of the Naval podcast definitely needs hey, to. Hey, I was going to say this, bro. Oh, man, it's mine. <laughs> But like oh God, he, in his in his money one in his wealth creation one, which is some fucking, of the best tips he's a ever, jet, bro. He's like so and they're like wise. little three to five. I like might as well just turn this off now and fuck off over there. But um, yeah, like one of the things he talks about is like he set his hourly rate at what he wanted it to be in the future, right? Five and grand? he decided his hourly rate was five grand US, yeah. right? And so he an didn't hour. do an hour, didn't do anything yeah. that paid him less. Right, and like of course he did stuff, but you know, like so if he thought something wasn't worth his was worth less than that, he outsourced it, right? And so it's just like he's like, why waste your time with stuff that's not moving you forward? And the other thing he really talks about, which I think is important for all of us, especially in healthcare, because we always talk about that wanting to give back, but not taking nonstop meetings, right? He's like, people always reach out to him, like, hey, can we catch up, catch up? And he's like, can we do it in text? He's like, if people want to meet, yeah. can they do it in an email? If people want an email, can they do it in a text? It's like, can we take it from the longer format into the shorter format? And then if in the shorter format, you convince me that it's worth my time, then we'll do the other thing, right? Yeah, it's like a and screening think, process that he ran yeah. by. <clears throat> and it's actually Unreal. like genius because it comes back to that same principle that you know we only have so many hours in the day. And I think the number one statement we're going to see throughout this discussion is that just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's the infamous, everyone would have heard this one when it comes to trading, right? More isn't better, better is better. And that's how your business should be looked at, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I could work seven days a week and make more money, but why would I want to? Yeah, and at what cost and what are you willing to pay Mm. for that? You know, relationship, health, money, whatever. You know, the, the sacrifice and the cost comes in so many forms. And... I love that you touch on Naval. If you guys, Mina and Dan, or you guys listening, haven't listened to or heard of Naval, he's this, was he Indian fella? Yeah. Like serial, serial, serial entrepreneur, rich as, and yeah, he just drops those like, he had like a conversation, right? Went for like, how long? Two and a half, three hours or something? And yeah. Just broke they just dropped every, it to like a little five, 10 minute blip. Like, because it's five, all about 10 his minutes. things he puts on Twitter and then they explain it out. And it is honestly, the Twitter to storm. this day, some of the best advice I've ever heard on wealth creation. Like, yeah, he's a fucking jet. Yeah. Anyway, but, but that's um really really good. I think that, and Nate, you touched on it. Relating back to what we do, because we are all trading time for money, right? So if you operate eight hours a day, face to face, one on one, right? What can you do in that time? Nothing, right? Like you literally, you're one on one. It's it's the most time intensive and energy intensive thing you'll do. So, let's say you clock up eight hours face to face. You clock up, look at your phone. You've got four hours screen time on your phone. You're like, all right, there's twelve hours of the day gone. Then you look at your meal time. Then you're like, all right, I've literally run out of time. So I think 
I'm in this position at the moment where I definitely need to start um, outsourcing some things. And I've just been hanging out for Tamia to go on some maternity leave to really give me a hand just to build out some policies and stuff. So I think that's what we dive into next is like, well, outsourcing is fantastic, but you need to set up potential like Dan's just spoke about this week. How he's just bought on hired four new people. I think that, you know, and what we're doing at the moment, we're outsourcing some of the, the podcast shit because I just, I'm just not getting it done and I'm just being a, a big dog to the boys. So basically <laughs> how would you, so A, you've identified you need to outsource and you've identified that your time's better spent elsewhere. How have you then created steps to make sure that the outsourcing is successful and that the person's not coming to you all the time for questions and they're calling you and saying, how do you do this? How do you do that? What, what would you like to do here? Anyone, anyone, feel open to chip in i think dan you haven't said much today so jump in yeah, no, I'll, just, I'll wait for the right moments <laughs> um yeah, yeah no, I mean, it, was, it was similar to, to what mina said really it just got to the point where i was like i was doing everything and then now doing the teaching as well it's like you know the i still i, was, I still practice but um i don't really have time to try and do all the extra stuff in the background like you know what's my student login i can't find the zoom call where's the lecture you know, how do I book to see you? Like all these little things that like just don't need me there. Like, so I can focus on being the mentor, being the, the coach and being the osteo. So doing the yeah, things you I, want to do. Yeah. And just realistically, again, it's like, well, you know, what, like how much is your intrinsic hourly rate worth or how much do you want it to be worth? And then if your hourly rates, if you know, if you're charging 90 bucks for a session and you know, it's a half an hour session, like your time's worth 180 bucks an hour. If it costs you $25 to pay say, a VA or, you know, a designer or something like that, even 50 bucks, it's like you still essentially the opportunity cost of that scenario is you're actually spending money to make money. It's just a bit of a, like mean, mm-hmm. your profit will take a hit initially. Like my profit took a massive hit last week when I signed everyone, but I'm like, it's 30 days to 60 days of less profit margin to then allow me to catapult to the next level. And, you know, that's going to have dividends eventually. If you, yeah, so you can't be a tight up. <laughs> no. Scaling the business and then yeah. to the old classic, one step for back to go two steps forward yeah. like even go deeper into how would you set them up i mean about to say something no i'll say he dan hit it hit a really good point there and and the reason why people don't outsource initially because they don't actually understand how much Money, benefit they're going to get like they don't know how much that's going to cost them right yeah now time is so valuable to us and when you have that time you can maximize your profits after that right for example, now that you know, I've got Tash doing everything, that extra five minutes that I could spend with my clients, I could spend that time going through rehab and getting better results and you know, finalizing mm. things instead of cutting their treatment short and having to do all the payments yeah. or things just so I'm not late for the next person, right? And, and structure governs things. function, right? Structure governs function. So whenever you're hiring oh, VAs... Does. I've heard that before. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so whenever you're hiring VAs or you're hiring other practitioners, like you need to spend time investing in policies and procedures. Like you need yeah, to have it. things really clear and thorough, you know, so that way when, you know, you're simply looking at because I'm in here treating you, I'm not going to have time to be able to bounce back every two minutes. So mm. if your criteria and all the procedures aren't kind of really thorough and straightforward, then things aren't going to get done properly, right? And you need an onboarding process. So you need to be able to spend time with them week on week for a couple of weeks until they get it kind of down pat. And then here's a bunch of resources for if you need any questions, there will be an email. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely, then, bro. Yeah. I think you're like, trying to keep yourself. Yeah, well, I, I, um, how I usually do anything with when I'm trying to, whether it's an onboarding process, 
Sorry, boys. Um, basically, what I would do is, what I don't know what you boys do, but a written policy and then a, a screen record with a voiceover and you're trying to get whatever's in your head onto a bit of paper and like you're spelling it out like like step by step by step and you're like you're gonna you're trying to make it foolproof and like bulletproof so that the person is not as i said man you know it takes it time to 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 make it really efficient and effective step-by-step process and to make sure there's no questions asked you have to test and trial test and trial test and trial until you just got it all in a little booklet and you're like all right this is how you do a podcast usernames descriptions is how you should write the titles this is how you embed it into the website literally making it so that you're not spending any extra time doing more and more training where you don't have to so i think that for me i've written a video a voiceover some face-to-face shit or on the live sort of chat i'm like man you can't really make it any more simple than that what about you boys yeah i'm pretty big on um on the same like using loom i don't know if that's what you use but using loom essentially and having like just some walkthrough videos like onboarding process i treat it the same way i treat like clients really it's like make sure that they understand everything back to back like when they're getting onboarded so you're not getting questions about you know how do i read up your sets or reps or this it's like here's a you know 10 15 minute video you film it once film it really high quality and it's Mm -hmm. saving you hours of going back and forth in the future and then obviously just you know accepting that you're gonna have to invest a bit of time the first month because there's going to be that trial and error process like you can't expect to drop money and then all of a sudden it starts working like it's only going to work as well as your your systems really so yeah i mean nice processes game nice drinking a lot of water there i think you're salivating salivating at the mouth trying to get some words in bro Yeah, well, you're gonna keep that hydration up, mate. But uh, no, I think that's bang on with the boys, right? I think we have a digital document on like sort of di- digital pops procedures and uh, policies, and that way it's constantly updated, right? By the time you finish it, you're starting back through it and updating it, moving through. Allows me to like screenshot across, so that's there, and the front desk is constantly working and sort of editing that process. And then one of the things I'm in the doing myself you know, after what sort of Dan showed me with Loom and things like that is both for patient and for other practitioner because I'm about to start a new Cairo in with me in the next week or two and I've got another front desk staff starting. <laughs> I want that continuity, right? So I'm going to Loom everything up. Mate, loom up the key stuff, right? Like procedures, policies, oof, mate, is there. <laughs> but the like the video stuff's there for the key stuff. Like, how to book a client, you know, what we do different from a new patient, someone rescheduling, uh, you know, how you explain certain things. Like I've got a big offsite workshop I'm going to set up in the next month. We sit down with all the new staff. We're going to start with a bit of, you know, going through our values because I think values are an essential for your business, right? Like if people don't understand what your values are, they, they can't get on board. And then we're going to really work through how our brand does things so it's as easy as possible for all my staff if someone's in the street it's like hey what is what do they do it's like bam there it is and that way we're just all on board so anything we do anything that's done is there and then of course we're gonna get on the beers but you got to have all three um importantly (laughs) exactly but you've just really got you know you've got to be on the same page because otherwise you're going to have issues and with this you know outsourcing yeah, some stuff can't be outsourced. Like I really have to do this loom like stuff. I have to set this stuff mm. up because if I don't, who else is going to do it, right? Yeah. Like you have to take that responsibility. It's the same for 
setting up the patient journey, that's the same, same kind of thing I want to do where I can outsource that. It's like, hey, I don't understand, you know, like dance at RPE or I'm not sure about my squat. All right, sweet. I'm going to send you this link or go to my website. There's a link right there. I want you to read, go through that and then come to me with any questions, right? Like you're, it's a double service. I was like, I want to give you the basics right now. I want you to go learn and then let's deal with this after rather than going, all right, let's spend 40 minutes trying to do this here when really you're like, you could already have the person set up in a better position, right? So the education back end is something that I'm building really heavily and it's a way to outsource. Yeah, it's like I said, it's like paying up front, right? It's t- in this case, you're paying with your time. It's time intensive first up, but you get a long-term resource that will also set you apart from your competition, right? And think that you can constantly add to. And so the same goes in outsources, our booking systems, right? Like constantly being aware of how you might be able to do better with your booking system to make that more streamlined. Looking for new programs, apps that integrate better. It's all about, you know, like Max, the way I like to frame it when we're training is, you know, I want to be able to do the absolute minimum for the maximum gain. Mm. And so it's like, all right, where's that maximal recoverable volume, as they say, in terms of practice where I... I can see a maximum amount of clients. I can give them the maximum amount of service. I can make good profit from that and I can enjoy a good life on the other side of that. So, you know, at times in your journey, certain areas of that are going to take more than others. Mm. And we have to be comfortable with that to a point, but it's playing the long game, right? Like we come back to what I said at the start about Naval. It was, it's not about what you're getting paid now. It's about what you're getting paid in the future right? Like, don't be like, oh, I want to get $90 an hour now. Like, if your long-term goal is to make four grand an hour, then let's start thinking like that, right? Because if you're not going to think it, you know, Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich, <laughs> then you're not planning towards it. Yeah. There's mm, no vision. Absolutely. So I, I think it's such an important part of things is really, you know, it comes back to that, Jesus, I'm just referencing everyone there, the old start with why. Like, if I you am, don't know why you're doing it. worldly. Mate, if you don't know why you're doing it, what's the point, right? Like, like if you can ask somebody, like, so why do you want to do that? And they're like, oh, because I heard it's a thing. You're like, all right, well, then you don't value it. So there's no point, right? Yeah. Unless you value something, it's not going to happen. So if you, and I think I'm going to finish my rant today on this point. If you're finding yourself doing a lot of this work, right? Like I've got friends I ask, and I was like, why are you doing pace? Why are you doing all the website programming and all this stuff? And they're like, oh, because I, I can. I'm like, all right. And so I'm like, oh, because I enjoy it. I was like, no one enjoys that. Like, that's bullshit. That's a cop-out saying that you can't surrender control and yeah, you don't exactly right. value your time enough. Yeah. And that's I fine. got problems with doing that. I had. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to be able to look yeah. in the mirror and go, well, this is my problem. And if I, I can't complain about it because I've made the choice to do this. Mm. It's all but a choice. Everything in life's a choice. Even if it wasn't made, the decision wasn't made for you, how you react to it, it's your choice, right? But if you want to change, then you have to make the other decision. Yeah. Very good, bro. I like that. I think that um, we've smashed the outsourcing and, and how to do so. I just want to touch on it as well. Like, and we haven't had a lot of podcasts up, uploaded in the last 12 months, but there's been some serious growth between Nath and Mina and Dan and myself. And we all 
used to run thing, everything on our own, right? And Nate's only coming up to his first year in the next three weeks, did you say? Yeah, Ready. March 11, mate. Yeah. One year. Shit. Well done, bro. And man, like, as I said, I, I'm still guilty of not letting control go or not trusting the uh, other people or not being prepared to spend money here or just being flat out fucking consumed with everything and you're too busy to write the bloody policies to, to be able to train yeah. someone up. Yeah. But it's also okay, and this is Andy Frisella touches on this, is like it's very good for you as a boss to know how to run everything in the business and how to um, – you don't have to be better than everyone in every position in your business, but he goes on to say that he could, he could do every role in the company better than the current people he's got employed. And it doesn't have to be exactly like that, but as Mina said, you got to keep your finger on the pulse. You got to know what's going on, and you got to be able to work out whether yeah. things are going well or things are going shit, and if things can be made more efficient, etc., etc., etc. So don't don't be afraid to take it all on, you know, to begin with, to learn how to do each skill set well, knowing yeah. enough. And actually, to, you're going to be doing everything anyway. It happens Start. anyway because you yeah. you like you got lack yeah. of money. So therefore, you can't exactly yeah, hire people when you've got no fucking money it's coming through. That's just part of the growth. So I think, you know, to any new practitioner, let's kind of dabble on, you know, what should you outsource and, and you know, what, what, should, what, sorry, what should you outsource and when, right? So, so these are the sorts of things that I would kind of, you know, anyone in their first 12 months, I would say have a look at outsourcing your bookkeeping pretty much straight mm. away, right? And reception. Uh, you don't have yeah. to have a receptionist there from eight to eight. You know, you can have them yeah. at least a peak of day four hours or something. All right, just to kind of give you that leverage to be able to do your customer check-ins, to do your client bookings, to check the clients you haven't had from three weeks ago or four weeks ago, or, or you know, these are the sorts of two things that I would highly recommend people do because, um, you know, you can integrate the receptionist role with marketing and even pay them a little yeah. bit more. Right. There's a lot of things that you can make versatile. Like with Tash, like it was just an awesome way to kind of, like I said to her, what sort of job do you envision, right, to have? And I took every bit of one of her what she's really good at and put them into a role, right? And we created nice. her own role and paid her according to what she's doing. Mm, absolutely. Nice, bro. Yeah, I think it covers some good shit. I think that, yeah, get a handle on everything. As your boys said, value yourself highly and specific health professionals like us we've got a you know obviously we've got a direct dollar per minute that we can earn but understand that if your time is consumed one-on-one -on -one with people then you're gonna have fuck all time to do everything else so and as if you're a good practitioner like we all are here then your, your demand will soon exceed your supply very very quickly really and i think that um outsourcing is that's where i'm at at the moment and then consolidating a few things it's the, it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. No, you wonder why you didn't do it sooner. Yeah, I was just I've done a little yeah. bit, but just not enough. But um, any final words, boys? Anything that we missed? Um, no, I think just kind of like don't think that I'm not there yet. You know, I think planning up for it and see what the contributing costs will be, and at least that way you've got a plan in place. You know, um, yeah. the more time you can save the more money you're going to make. <laughs> yeah. And I think like exactly just what Mina said, don't ever think I'm not there yet. Like you have to make the jump to get mm -hmm. there early. Right. And so if you want to get to a place, you have to act like you're there beforehand. If you're waiting to you get to that point, you'll never get. Yeah. That's right. Got a bit of an intention and fucking, uh, what's it called? Um, 
just you gotta be, able to be, be very decisive and very um you know you gotta ready to take the jump take the risk if and if shit doesn't work out you just you, you try again you, you fire again. someone whatever <laughs> it's, you know yeah. or you just try a different process it's like it's not like you're you you've made a decision that? you're not married to it right it's not yeah. until death to us part so don't be afraid to <laughs> to chop chop limbs when you don't need them and to also as you said boys plant seeds where you have to fucking capitalize on all that sort of shit i think we it's a good podcast i'm happy with that nice i hope everyone agrees well I'm going to do it because it needs to be done. Plug it. Enjoyed it today. Pay it forward. Grab the screenshot. Throw it up on the gram. This is how we get this information out to more people. And of course, give us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts from. Boys, pleasure as always. Always. I'll talk Thanks to you next lad. week. Uh, Thanks, lad.